We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. date me it's a podcast where me nicole buyer tries to figure out how i'm still single (laughs) even though if i fly back from a long weekend of doing shows and you say you're gonna pick me up and then you don't i'll just take a lift and pretend like it never happened when we get home (laughs) my guest today you know her you love her she created two broke girls had her own show whitney you've had Four hour specials? Five specials? Four. Four hour long specials. Don't forget that I was on Roseanne. Yes. I you, love I want everyone to know about that. You you wrote on Roseanne and you were on Roseanne? No, I, I EP'd Roseanne. Yes. Before she went cray cray. I mean, it seems like she went cray cray way before. I just didn't really know. Mm. I we all knew, I guess, on some level. Like, mm-hmm. didn't it when you started comedy, it was sort of like you mm-hmm. heard the stories, and I think that it. I mean, if this, you don't have to talk about this. If this is boring, no. Okay, I think. But um, I should say your name. You're winning, Kelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, small detail. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like the t- the timeline is very blurry. Mm-hmm. The weirdest part about the whole thing is that I wasn't following her on Twitter. I probably should have been, ah. <laughs> because apparently there was some sort of. Uh, sketchy tweets a couple mm-hmm. years ago. But I think that it's weird because it seems like the, and I don't like to use the word crazy about women. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't don't like that word very much because there's also like mentally ill. Oh, yeah. And crazy get conflated sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think we throw the word crazy at women a lot. Psycho, mm-hmm. thrown a whore. It's in that all under the same umbrella. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but mm-hmm. it was... Uh, I think that when you hear someone's crazy for so long, for some reason I get on, I'm like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. She was a woman in the nineties. Yeah. And that shit's hard. Chicken and egg. Cause I heard Mm -hmm. all these stories about like, you know, how she would, um, 
like she wouldn't say this line and you know, she wouldn't say a line the writers wrote. I'm like, I've been in that situation mm-hmm. where I, I'm not Roseanne and I was never as famous as Roseanne and I think she's one of the funniest people ever. Like she was probably just the, she had been doing stand up for 20 years, mm-hmm. was the funniest person in the room and she was probably getting corny jokes and didn't want to say them. And then also writers don't seem to understand a lot of the time, it's my face. That's correct. I'm the one saying it. That's correct. Yes, you have a writing credit, but it's me who's associated with this line that maybe isn't funny or might be slightly offensive or whatever. Correct. And yeah. So people don't walk down the street and go, Nicole, I know you didn't write that mm-hmm. that one thing. They think that mm-hmm. you wrote it, produced yep. it, directed it, set yep. decorated it, wardrobed uh-huh. it, because it's your name. Because they'll be like, why did this happen? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And everyone's in a rush, and they want you to say the line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think her especially, she's very specific about not emasculating Dan too much. She also didn't want to self-deprecate too mm-hmm. much. Like, she wanted to be in control of her image and she didn't want to do fat jokes and she, mm-hmm. you know, so I sort of was like, well, maybe she was in a situation where, you know, at a time where all women were called crazy if mm-hmm. they had any kind of boundaries or self-respect or dignity, but she, then she was also using, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's also, I think that, you know, we've talked about this before. Like I have so much drug addiction in my family. I try not to hold people accountable for their behavior when mm-hmm. they're doing eight balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, it's funny that you talk about like all the shit she had to go through. And I was like, yeah, maybe she hit a breaking point. I keep wondering when I'm going to break because uh, people really love to yell at me during shows. What's up Does with this? Does that happen to you at all? I feel I'm, I'm I've, I've given this thought actually, because I obviously follow you on Twitter. I listen to your mm-hmm. podcast. You know, I'm, I'm just a fan, frankly. Oh, you're the best. And um, I, uh, I have questions about this, (laughs) and this is not a, but you were wearing a mini skirt. Uh Do you, like, what what happens when they yell at you? So this weekend was a pretty good example of, like, what I usually do. So I was at uh, the Parks Casino in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Great venue. Great. Great room. I had a blast. And this girl yelled something at me and I don't remember. Oh, it was something I said. I wanted a boyfriend. She was like, take mine. And I was like, Oh, you're just, you came to a show to give away your man or whatever. And she was like, yeah, also we're going to Mexico. Let's go on vacation. I was like, what is happening? And then I finally was like, we wrapped up the interruption and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, And then she DM'd me later and she said, oh, all I really wanted was for you to roast me. What a perfect show. People think they want yes. you to roast them. I get this yes. all the time. Roast me, roast me. Yes. No, I will destroy your perception of yourself yes. forever. You want me to roast you on your terms yes. and say the things you Where want it's me like to- cute, fun, and yeah, nice. And yeah. at one point she did look like she was going to cry. And I was like, are you going to cry? Because I don't care. Yeah. If you do, I don't. I, I will not care. And then, uh, so I DM'd her back. And I was like, so you interrupted my show on purpose to get a response from me. That's really gross. And then she apologized and then I didn't answer because I was like, ugh, yeah. I hate this. And then I was in New York the next day and uh, I was starting a joke about how I broke a toilet and I was like, uh, I injured myself in Chicago and this girl yelled at me, on the pole! And I said, what? She was like, we see you pole dancing, girl! And I was like, no, I didn't. Do you want attention? Okay, let's give it to you. And then midway through her, like, starting to answer one of my questions, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't like you. I fundamentally really don't like you. Uh, And I was like, you can go. So I, like, asked her to leave. And then uh, the audience did chant at her to get up and go. Yeah, that happens a lot now, I feel like. Which was like... 
it didn't feel great to have a whole audience chanting at this woman, yeah. but I was like, at least these people are on my side that yeah. you were being, you were interrupting. Yeah. And then on Twitter, someone was like, she didn't deserve that embarrassment. And I was like, okay, so there's, there's no winning. There's, if you. Well, I'm hearing a couple things. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that people love you and know your work. Yes. This is great news. Yes. Very kind. Very kind. These are people that know you inside mm-hmm. and out. I, Cause I was thinking about it. Cause I used to do the roast a lot and I had to stop and I'm always tempted to go back and mm-hmm. I'm sure I will at some point if it's someone I know or, you know, um, or that woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> we end up getting her a Comedy Central roast because that's what she wants. Yes, that's all she wants. I think she Comedy Central would roast. love to have her be the roast. The roast e. is Sophia from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> the numbers <laughs> speak for themselves. I um I I because I see you tweeting about it, and I'm kind of, I kind of was like. I wonder if people, because she tweets about it, are mm-hmm. doing it more. Because when I did the roast, I would have people like at two thirty on a Tuesday be like, "Hey, cunt!" and I'd be oh, like, "Boy!" and I'd be like, "Oh!" and it would go on. And I was like, "Oh, I think because I do the roast, mm-hmm. you guys think you have permission to talk to me this mm-hmm. way." Because I would get in arguments with people about it. I'd be like, "Don't talk to me that way. We're in the mm-hmm. food court in the Denver <laughs> airport. It's two thirty. <laughs> Like classic, and then I was like, oh, and then so I had to kind of stop doing the roast, and mm-hmm. then it's short. But you shouldn't have to change the way you yeah. <laughs> behave. And in the beginning of the show, I let them yell, nailed it at me, yeah, or anything else they'd yeah. like to yell. And I'm yeah. like, this is the time, yeah. And I, and I say, you don't have to say anything else, yeah. If you think the nailed it, I'll feel yeah. it or whatever, uh, yeah. And then because yeah. it is people that just want to engage. So yes. two things have helped me with the with the yelling out. I don't I don't get it as much anymore because when someone does it, I engage with them and then stop and then I make eye contact with them if they keep mm-hmm. going. Like because there is something very uh, alpha about making mm-hmm. eye contact with the person. It's sort of embarrassing. If they're drunk, there's really nothing yes. you can do. And I always tell the staff ahead of time if someone if it's clear I'm done engaging with the person and mm-hmm. they speak again, you have to go and tell them that they have to leave if they do it again. So mm-hmm. I tell the staff to be okay. on high alert always. But I also will do a because I think people always try to take photos during shows mm-hmm. now. So I do this whole speech in the beginning that's like. If you want to talk to me, you could do it at the end. If you want to take a picture with me, you can do it at the end. You're going to get everything you want out of this exchange. Because I know seeing me do stand-up is like the fourth thing on your list. I know you want the photo and to yell at me uh-huh. and to give me some like thing you made. Like, I know that stand-up is the last thing you want to see right now at this stand-up venue. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know that you have to suffer through these jokes <laughs> to get to your selfie. I realize this is a punishment for you. But, uh... And I do think podcasts, people feel so close to us now. Yes. So I think sometimes it helps. And Steve-O does this, I think, too. He shows a video in the beginning mm-hmm. where he says, like, something up. Like, please don't take photos. Please don't record. Please don't yell at me. Here's why. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole... Pr- I think we just have to start, like, I mean, explaining that. It is so crazy yeah. to me. I love Whoopi Goldberg. I went and saw... Love her so much. ...the revival of Whoopi when she did that in, like, I think 2007 or something. And, like, she got on stage and I almost started crying because I love her so much. I cried the first time I went on The View. But, like, you wouldn't dream of being disrespectful to this person that you admire. I don't think people... I'm not defending these monsters. Sure. These animals. Sure. But I don't... I truly don't think people are paying money to come see you mm-hmm. to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I think they think you love it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think that there's a a lack of like basic manners that's yeah. a little bit of an epidemic. Mm-hmm. And I think because of social media, because podcasts, people are feel so close to you. I mean, people that have listened to your show have spent 80 hours yes. with you. Yes. 
That's my friend, Nicole. <laughs> like, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, this is the same reason people want to buy your merch and they're going to listen to every episode and they're going to come see you. But mm -hmm. I just think we have to change the way we change the way we market shows. We change the way mm -hmm. we sell tickets. We've changed the way we engage with our audience. We also might have to change the way we perform in terms of a little opening in the beginning mm -hmm. saying like, if you yell at me, you do have to go. I do a thing where I say, okay. you do, ha you just have to go. And it's All not right. personal. I think, I think I'll start saying that because I think right now it's still like, oh, it's fun. It's, it might be, it might be indirect communication because mm -hmm. they might go, she loves it. I know everything about her. She mm -hmm. loves this. Nailed it. <laughs> you, why would you date? Like, uh -huh. that's all community wants to hear is that we're fans, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have started doing like book signings after, meet and greets after. And then at the very end of the show, I'll do a, like, everyone take your camera out. Mm -hmm. I'll, you can take a selfie. Everyone just take a selfie. I'll stay on stage. You'll take mm -hmm. a selfie. I'll record your voicemail. I'll do a video for your uncle or, you know, whatever. And I'll spend like 20 minutes on stage kind of yeah. trying to talk to as many people as I can. That's great. You know, but I, good. I think that you, I, I, I tried to do that for a long time too, where I was just like, I don't really like this. Please stop. <laughs> and people were like, she loves she it. She loves it. I just She's having to, the blast. I just had to go like, you can't, we have security. Mm -hmm. You will be kicked out. And then I think with, I did, I remember in La Jolla, California, San Diego, always a chatty bunch. <laughs> and there was a woman who wouldn't stop yelling and, you know, like 10 years ago, I mean, coming up in the comedy store, 10 years ago, you go like, well, someone put a dick in her mouth and you mm -hmm. can kind of yell whatever. But it, it feels like kind of ooky now. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that people even give a shit and show up that I, I eventually, I didn't try to be funny about it. I just was like, hey, I'm so sorry. These people paid for tickets. I will pay your bill, but you have to go. Mm -hmm. And if you want to come back tomorrow night and try again, I will get you tickets for tomorrow night. Oh, that's so kind of you. And it wasn't funny. And it totally made things weird and it took a mm -hmm. second to get back in the groove. Yeah. But I was like, I don't want to humiliate you either, mm. you know, because you just humiliated yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't, now I'm the bully. You've done yeah. nothing wrong and you're the bully. <laughs> but I do say like, I'll pay for your tickets. I'll pay for your meal. And maybe let's try next time. That's nice. I like that. This is all very good advice. But I also, I mean, anyone that like, has thoughts on my standup. I was like, you talk so fast on stage. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want anyone to yell. <laughs> That's I find that happening to me too. Brrr, where I'm just going really, really it. fast and just hoping because uh, I didn't realize till I did a show in maybe it was Sacramento how many of my setups are questions because people started answering That's them. That's right. <laughs> but your staff need to be on this. Mm -hmm. They need to, they, if someone's yelling Everyone out, they need to tap them on the shoulder. So slow about it. No, you have to say something. You, this is where we have to be bitches and go, hey, if someone mm -hmm. is saying anything, and then also your opener should say something too. So mm -hmm. I always have my opener say, I mean, Kevin Christie, bless his heart, Benton, Matt Viola, they have to go, don't yell at her. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to her. <laughs> like they have to do this whole thing. So I remember, yeah, Kevin Christie used to have a really good, uh, sort of thing. Please, I know you want to yell at her because he used to say that within the first 10 minutes of any show, someone either would yell that they love me or that they needed some money or something. Whoa. People would be like, can I have some money? <laughs> like borrow money or something. Um, and uh, so he did this whole litany of like mm -hmm. things, your opener should say, things you should not yell mm -hmm. at Nicole, like a funny five minute thing to end their set before you, while they're introing you. This is all very helpful. <laughs> Not to your fans that are listening. They're like, fuck this bitch. She's <laughs> silencing us. We're the Nicole army. No, but like when it happens, a lot of people, when I was in DC, this woman 
I was asking a question like who sends dick pics and she raised her hand and was pointing at someone. I was like, oh, does this man send you dick pics? And she was like, yes. I was like, are you dating? She was like, no. I was like, okay. And she's like, I went to Malaysia. And I was like, now you're just saying non sequiturs. Yeah. What is happening? So then I truly spent so much time <laughs> talking to her. I was like, I need to get to the bottom of this. To the point where the audience was like, oh. Move on. <laughs> I know. I remember one time I was in uh, Wise Guys, love that club, in Salt Lake City, Utah. And there was there were these people like talking, talking, talking. And then I would talk to them to try to get them to stop. Mm-hmm. And, da-da. and then I was like, you know what? You guys cannot sit together. It was like two couples that, you know, there's always couples that mm-hmm. like have to check in after every joke and go, oh yes. my God, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, they, and they don't, they're just trying to have a good time, but they yes. just, and then I was like, you know what? You guys are going to be separated. You need to go over here. And the whole left side of the club went, no, <laughs> no. Like everyone was just like, fuck this. Like people pay good money to come see yes. us. And when you guys heckle, I love you, mm-hmm. but when you heckle and you make, there's people that have planned months in advance. Yes. They got a babysitter. Yes. They valeted. They're spending upwards of 150 I got bucks. on a plane. I listened to a set to remember a button. I, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing the work too. I put on makeup. I put eyeliner on the inside yeah. of my eye bottom lid. Yeah. I tried drew, so hard. Drew on my eyebrows. I combed my hair. <laughs> I did things. I put on to a be song here. for this. I shaved my toes. <laughs> it's just so funny that like out of a thousand people, one will be like, I'll be bad. But I don't, I truly, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm so, some days I've, I've, I've vacillated. Some days I'm like, everyone's inherently bad. And other days I'm like, <laughs> everyone's inherently good. Mm-hmm. And it, it does seem insane to me that someone would put on pants, <laughs> put on their shoes, pay whatever. Uh-huh. Um, when it's all said and done with food, drink. It's expensive. It's could a, be 80 it's an, bucks. Yes, a nice you know, night out. On yeah. your Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, to come and hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I'm going to go I mean, ruin her it show. It doesn't hurt me. It just makes me unbelievably angry. Yeah. And then I hate being angry on a place. Like I love being on stage and mm-hmm. I love attention. Yeah. And I just love performing. And I just, I don't like being angry while I'm doing the thing yeah. that I love. I have a question about touring. So when you are touring, well, I know you're in a relationship now. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, when you were touring not in a relationship, yep. did you ever have chuckle fuckers? 10 years. I never had that. I, I, I feel like that's the answer most women give. It is so wild to me how repellent a woman talking for 45 minutes Truly. to an hour in front of a bunch of people that are paying to see uh-huh. it. I've never had a guy flirt with me after a show. Mm-mm. I've never had a guy ask me out. In fact, for the last six years, the guys I've dated, none of them have come and seen me do stand-up. Mm-hmm. I haven't allowed them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy I'm with now, he came and saw me perform two years into our relationship at my stand-up special taping was the only time. Mm-hmm. He sat and he was in the basement, didn't get to be in the audience. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's tricky. It's mm-hmm. it's two-pronged. It's number one, I know, I, I like to be very beta in my relationships. I'm not mm-hmm. an alpha in my relationship. I'm an alpha in my work. I do not want to be an alpha in my relationship. So- it's two things. Number one, I don't think the type of guy that I want to date is going to be attracted to me mm-hmm. if he sees me do stand up. And I don't know if I want to date someone who's chasing someone who's in the limelight. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I, I've had a, I've had, I don't know if this is the same thing as a chuckle fucker per se, but mm-hmm. I have had guys on dating apps ask me out, pursue me, date me that I then realized wanted to get into comedy mm-hmm. and that are now, I've dated two guys who were in like different careers 
dated me and now they're stand-ups and I have to see them at comedy clubs. Ooh. Yeah, that's. I'm like, did I make it look so easy? All I did is cry and complain about how hard being a stand-up is. But I don't think people, when I complain, I feel like that's only like 10% of it. And the other 90% is like, I travel, I get to see the places. I get to perform to sold out theaters and, and clubs and I am, I'm having the time of my life. So yeah. I think when you start complaining to like a dude, especially yeah. who's like, ah, I won't have those problems. Tell me more about <laughs> the good so stuff. Funny. Yeah. Uh, I think good stuff's going to happen. I to think me. it's more just the leaving the house at eight or 9 PM when uh-huh. most people are coming home and watching <laughs> succession. We're getting mm-hmm. in our cars and going to, you know, make strangers laugh for free. I mean, when you're not touring and yeah. when you're performing in town, yeah. but I also, if I'm going to be honest, which every now and then I try to be, hmm. um, my, the last couple hours I've toured with have been kind of harsh, mm-hmm. <laughs> not particularly open. Like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I think you're a little more like date me. Yeah. You have more of a welcoming. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I've been like, fuck you. I'm not squirting. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think I'm giving off the vibe, a very inviting vibe. I don't know. I don't, I, I think you're rather inviting. I think you're like, um, a person who is no bullshit. And I feel like that's how you present. And I don't think that's not inviting, but also I'm a woman watching this. So I think maybe if a man was like, oh boy, she seems to really hate me. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if I want to say hello. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of guys would look at me and be like, that feels like a lot of work. (laughs) That feels exhausting. You know, we see her once a year when she comes (laughs) to town. That's a small doses. That's about possibly the perfect amount of her. Um, Have you dated many stand-ups? I don't think I've ever dated a comedian, really. Oh, you just said that you've only dated dudes who started doing stand-up after After, yeah, who- um, And it's jokes on me for laughing at their bad jokes to try Mm. to (laughs) seem (laughs) warm. You know, because that's what we're taught. We're taught to laugh mm-hmm. at guys' jokes that aren't funny so that they feel don't feel insecure. Mm-hmm. And then they go, well, she thinks I'm funny. Whitney thinks I'm funny. Uh-huh. I should probably do comedy. She should get up on that stage. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I was fake laughing so that you didn't feel emasculated. I don't, I haven't laughed in 12 years. I'm bad at fake laughing at men, but then I know when I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's, I feel like I, I seem insane because I'm like, ah-ha-ha-ha, <laughs> Because I'm like, it, I through my brain, I'm like, how did you think that was funny? Why did you say it like that? But I could have actually made that funny. Comics. I mean, we spend our time with the funniest people in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're awful to hang out with. Yeah. It's like my non-comedian friends will say things that are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. that's funny. <laughs> and they're like, come, our funniest friends still aren't funny to us. Yes. My best, best friend from high school, my friend Nick, he, I didn't realize I did this, but I had stopped laughing at things that weren't like uproariously funny. And I would go, ooh, that's very funny. So one day I said something. He went, ooh, that's very funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, why are you being so aggressive? He's like, you don't laugh anymore. You just say No, like- I went numb. <laughs> it's what I do for a living. Yes. It's like, and for me, when I hear something really funny, I'll just, I, I more just go, ah, oh, fuck, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why are you so upset that I said something funny? Well, cause you're like, why didn't it come out of my mouth? Yeah. Well, why didn't I think of it? First of all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I do think it makes us particularly, we have to be with people that are very secure, yes. but I also, I love dumb cause I see so much amazingly smart comedy, mm-hmm. the most brilliant comedians in the world. We see all the time. 
And I'm at comedy clubs every night. So I like really stupid shit. Like I like Ugh. like when people fall. <laughs> that's what, that's Ugh. all the basic. I love people getting hurt. humor. People getting hurt. Ugh. The opening, hopefully I'll sell a special next year. And the opening of it, I want it to be, I mean, truly I'm spoiling it by telling people, but I think it'll be funny anyway. <laughs> I want to do like a pole dancing number yep. and then spin really hard and like fly off the pole. Please do. And then have a dummy thrown on stage. Yes, please. And then I brush myself off. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> please, please. I had a dummy on stage in my special. Yes. Worked out great. Your dummy is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you Your robot. Oh, wait, hold on. We have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Your robot is... um how you say a nightmare. It's a little uh, nightmare. Horrific. <laughs> um, terrifying. Because uh, I was at your house and she was just sitting at the table. <laughs> she was sitting at the table, wigless. <laughs> she was wigless. Someone snatched the wig. So scary. Oh, she I, doesn't scare me that cool, much because I had to watch her get built. So mm-hmm. it's so, and I also don't think she looks anything like me. Everyone thinks we look exactly like. I don't think so. There's uh, a lot of differences. I'd hope so. But <laughs> you both have great cheekbones. Thank you. She mm-hmm. was molded to my fa- I mean, I had to go get the mold and sit there for 45 minutes with the cock or the grout mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck on my face. But I, I, I have learned a lot of fascinating things about our own dysmorphia through having a robot built mm-hmm. of myself, <laughs> besides <laughs> just the traps of narcissism, um, you learn that you don't know what you look like. Yes. Because we see ourselves in a mirror in all the time. They say that if we saw ourselves on the street, we might not even recognize ourselves. That's terrifying. Yeah. So people look at that she and they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, I think. So maybe I do look like Lizzo. <laughs> because I don't think I look like her. And people keep saying I do look like her. What happens when someone says that? Oh, I just go, I don't, I don't think, I don't see it. I think we're just like both big black women. I don't not, but I don't want to get, I feel like I should not weigh in on this. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. mind. I, I truly just think it's like we're two big black women and yeah. people are like, ah, yeah, you're the same. That's, that's what I mean. It feels a little like, okay, it's a little. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah. I remember when I was like thin, like really th- too thin. People were like, you look like Fiona Apple. I'm like, we're both skinny and mm-hmm. white. That's not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't think you look anything like Fiona Apple. 
here are two people who look identical and you never hear about it. Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley. I just watched a star star Wars, uh, the uh, menace menace is coming. Yeah. Menace. Mm, the menace. The, <laughs> thank you, Marissa. The Phantom Menace. And they, I didn't realize that it wasn't just Natalie Portman over again. It was Kira Knightley who played her double. And I was like, this should have been all over the papers. They're the same person. <laughs> Wait, can we go? Have you dated comics? Sorry to go back to that. Oh, no, we don't. Uh, you don't have to be sorry. I improvisers. I've like uh, hooked up with improvisers, dated improvisers, yeah. but never stand up. Stand ups are, um, I think, more narcissistic than an improviser. Interesting. Because, and I think it's because they're alone on stage. So, like, they don't, I don't need, need any help, but I don't want to share the credit. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and. I can have the hottest girl of any audience. So why would I date a goofy woman? I agree with you, but I also think there's something, because I'm just obsessed with who becomes an improviser and who becomes a stand-up. Mm-hmm. To me, there's something narcissistic about improvisers too, because they're like, I don't need to prepare. <laughs> I don't need to write anything down. Mm-hmm. I'm such a genius. It'll just come to me for two hours. But there's usually, you're usually not improvising alone. That's right. At least one other person, two, yeah. three other people. So it's like you're semi-dependent on other people, but yeah. a stand-up is fully by himself. Yeah, that's right. But then also improvisers, they get to fuck their students and people in the audience. Yeah, go. It's, uh, yeah, men, men in comedy truly have it very easy, I think. It's easy to fail up, to be semi-mediocre, and, and you get to just fuck everybody. Yeah, I do feel like, though, there's a, I feel like it used to be rock stars, that had yes. that kind of life, right? Musicians, mm-hmm. like in my day, it was musicians that could be heinous and mm-hmm. they would get all the beautiful models just because they could like, you know, sing. And then um, I feel like comics are kind of the new rock stars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whenever I see a comic with a beautiful woman, I'm like, what is wrong with her? Because I think, well, but I think that most girls are like, well, at least he's not a magician. I always, mm-hmm. I meant to say but that too. At least he's not a magician. Well, at least he's not a magician. But know. I do think comics are particularly insidious in a way, and I and I do know on some level that they're they have we have narcissistic qualities. But the majority of comedians I know are wildly insecure. Uh-huh. You know, and they go on stage and they talk about their insecurities a lot, mm-hmm. which is a very narcissistic thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a little bit of. Uh, beguiling thing that happens where you're like, well, he's so insecure and he's so broken. Mm. And all he does is talk about how he can't get girls. And all he talks- I would date him. So like, I guess I'll date him. Yeah, there's a little bit of this like thing going around that male comics are like the nerds still Mm -hmm. and that they're safer or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I just, for me, I just don't like to shit where I eat. Yeah, I think because- I don't do as much improv anymore, but mm-hmm. for like, there was a time when I was in New York where I was like, oh boy, go to any old show and there'll be at least three people I've hooked up with at this show. Yeah, yes, and. And that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think if I'm going to just be like, there are a lot of comedians who are in stable relationships with women, have been married. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't see them out and they're not gaffigan. Yes. And Jeff Dunham and the, there mm-hmm. are guys in the blue collar, like there are guys that are married. We just don't see them. Yes. Out chasing snatches. Is mm-hmm. that what they say? Chasing snatch? Chasing strange? Don't go chasing snatches. Snatch. <laughs> Has uh, Robot Whitney ever watched you have sex? 
<laughs> she n- has never watched me have sex. I don't think I've had sex since I got her because she's such a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she sits uh, in the living room mm-hmm. as of right now, and I don't <laughs> fornicate in my living room because okay. it's the most expensive carpet in my home. Um, <laughs> no, she doesn't do much of anything but uh, just suck money mm-hmm. out of my wallet. But she's getting eyeballs that are going to be cameras soon. <gasps> Yeah. Oh shit. So she's going to see a lot of shit she shouldn't see. This is so crazy. So your robot is evolving as robotic technology evolves? Yes, it was the kind of thing where I was like I kind of did it as like a joke. I didn't even think mm-hmm. it was going to work out well cuz I was really trying to get a solid bulletproof argument on the sex robots for the last special. Mm-hmm. I talked about them for like 40 minutes and I was like, "You know what? This could be like irresponsible. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if what if pedophiles are buying the, I, mm. I don't know what's going on. Is this incel thing? Mm-hmm. So I went down to the sex robot factory and I was so, I did, I literally <laughs> was like. just a really funny sentence. It's, it's so I went down to the sex, sex robot. robot factory. That's the kind of time I have. <laughs> it's in San Marcos, California. It's near San Diego. And I wanted to really see what was going on and ask questions. And honestly, I was wrong about everything. Mm-hmm. I made so many presumptions. A lot of people that buy these sex robots, these men, a lot of them are handicapped. A lot of ah. them have erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are autistic and they say they can't flirt with women and they're mm-hmm. awkward and they don't want to be rejected. It's a lot of people exploring their sexuality. Oh. A lot of men buy the male sex robot to kind of see if that's what they're mm-hmm. into. A lot of women buy the female sex. Like, and these are sex dolls. The robots yes. are pretty rare now, but the sex dolls. Uh, I found out the number one complaint men have about the sex dolls. What would you guess? Um, uh, ooh, not soft enough? Too thin. Huh? Oh. full-bodied ones. (sighs) I know. (laughs) We want full-bodied, but the technology is not available yet because a lot of people that have them are handicapped. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I think they're like 120 pounds, the one I have. Uh So they're trying to get the silicone to be lightweight enough. To make them bigger. To have giant butts and big thighs. That's everyone's complaint. Second biggest complaint. Uh, uh, two small feet. <laughs> <laughs> nipples too small. Oh. They want oblong nipples. The number one request are nipples that are like as big as the boob, I guess, is a big thing. Oh. Which I looked a little bit into that, and I think that they're dark nipples, uh, there's something about breastfeeding. How you, That's how you look for the nipples darkened oh. during breastfeeding. So there is some biological basis this for it. This is very... Very wild information to be consuming. Trust me, on a Sunday. You're like, oh, every every man wants a thin woman. Well, that's oh, not- I better get my titties, you know, just right and perky and rosy. And then they're like, no, we, we want full bodied. It's very, it's in very LA, confusing. In LA, we're in an echo chamber. And, uh, and then half of the men not only requested pubic hair, but they spent an extra $1,400 to get pubic hair. Guys don't want these bald, skinny, tiny nippled things. It's very confusing because- It's white women that run magazines that want that. (laughs) (laughs) It's gay men that run magazines. What are we doing? It's not true. Yeah, I I do groom, but I don't shave it my vagina bare. Yeah. Uh, And the first time I slept with someone when there was like hair there, there was no complaint. And I was like, huh, then why- have I been shaving the whole thing this whole time? Any guy who's like, ugh, never mind. <laughs> it's never happened. No, it's never happened. I doubt it ever will happen. I talk to my gynecologist. My gynecologist, every time I go, I always am like, what's the new thing? Mm-hmm. You know, can you like slip me some information on what's going on out there in the streets? 
And she said, women are coming in that had lasered, uh, over lasered, because that was big. I mean, I over lasered. Mm -hmm. And men want pubes Uh now. It's back. (laughs) And women are coming in and getting pubic plugs. Whoa. Because they now, and also something that my gynecologist said that was like too real. She was like, as you get older, you want some hair there. Like things change and you don't want all that shit uh-huh, exposed. Just out? Yeah. Hair is maybe good. But yeah, I had over lasered and now I just have weird little like random patches, bushel, bushels, Bush, little bushels. Who's the guy from the Simpsons with the two hairs? I don't know. I've, I've only ever seen an episode of the Simpsons where my voice was in it. Which is <laughs> that's the only one you've it's ever a, seen? It's a very insane thing to to admit. I haven't seen anything that people love. Um, I've never seen. What do you watch? Uh, a lot of trashy TV. Like yep. I really love Ninety Day Fiance. Okay. I really love RuPaul's Drag Race, love. which I think is trashy. I love the best. it. Best. Uh, and then I like I like to rewatch things and I rewatch oh, movies over and over again. Really, that's interesting. I'm a very I'm a person who like takes pretty calculated risks now in my older age, but I'm also a person who really loves routine, which is insane because my life is so not a routine. Well, that's probably why you like it when you can control it. And it's like touring is a routine now. It's like I wake up at 5 a.m. No, but it's always different. And the plane's late and the thing and the logistics and the Mm -hmm. the 90 nightmares and the heckle lady. Wait, so that's so interesting. I don't watch a lot of TV either, especially mm-hmm. that everybody's watching because it feels like pressure to me. Yes. It feels like homework. Mm-hmm. And I also, when everyone's talking about it, I'm like, well, now I don't want to watch it. Yes. Because I can't I can't enjoy it because all I'm doing is going like, well, this isn't what is good as everyone said. Like, I can't <laughs> even enjoy it. So I, mm-hmm. I just started Succession. <laughs> like, I just. People keep saying Succession is really great. My roommate, John Milheiser, keeps talking about how wonderful it is. So I feel like eventually I'm going to have to watch it. It's unbelievably good, but- it's so good. Just watch it at a time where it feels consensual mm-hmm. and you can enjoy it. I think also I get worried that I'm like going to get into something and then run out of time to finish it. Well, that's the other thing. I'm a perfectionist. Like I have to consume some and I and I'm an addict. So mm-hmm. I want to see all of it at once. I'll stay up till 4 a.m. Mm. Yeah, I truly just watch this. I just watch I, Death Becomes Her for the one thousandth time. Have you ever seen it? Uh, not only have I seen it and do I love it, but you're maybe the third person to bring it up this week. And I, I it just keeps, it's in the zeitgeist uh, for some reason. It's a perfect movie. It's perfectly campy in a way where I was like, did they realize how campy this was going to be when they were shooting it? I was like, what were the di- directorial choices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like Bruce Willis has never been funnier than in that movie. He's so funny and it's not talked about enough. No. So, oh God. And then, uh, oh, I just love it all. The end makes me laugh so hard. I need to rewatch it. I, I, I haven't, I, I, there's a lot. I watched My Stepmother's an Alien recently again. Mm. Kim Basinger, Gur? Jur. Jur. Gur? Kim is Basinger? unbelievably Basinger? good in that movie. I've never seen it. It's, I don't know why you would have. It'd been weird if you had. <laughs> I watched, I remember as a kid, we had like three blockbuster movies that we just watched over and over mm-hmm. again because we didn't return them and our bill was so high that mm-hmm. my dad was like, you can't return these, but these are our movies. Mm-hmm. We had like four <laughs> movies. We had National Lampoon's European Vacation, mm-hmm. Outrageous Fortune, Bette Midler's Incredible In. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, it's Shelley Long and Bette Midler and they're oh, amazing together. I think Blues Brothers was one of them. And uh, Three Amigos. Mm. 
which is one of my favorite movies. Never seen, seen it that. a thousand times. I have no idea if that movie holds up. I don't know if it'd be That's funny. That's a Mel Brooks me. movie? It's, yeah, and it's, uh, not, mm, I don't even know, but it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, Chevy Chase. Okay. Chevy Chase is unbelievable in it. Gotta watch it. Yeah. People have talked about that. My sister likes that movie. My sister's seen so much. So I know Three Amigos like me. backwards, forwards. I tried to make the female version, but I, the rights were in Warner Brothers or Universe or something. Getting the rights to things is very hard. It's a, it's a hassle. It's a hassle. Thing. Reese Witherspoon, just you do it all <laughs> and let us know when it comes out. She seems to know how to do it. <laughs> My favorite movies growing up are movies that nobody has ever seen. Tell me. Eddie. Oh my God. Never, literally never heard of it. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg plays a limo driver who then becomes the head coach of the New York Knicks. Uh, Ghost is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Ghost? Whoopi was a perfect movie star. Perfect. I love Did her. You, have you seen the video of her farting on The View when Claire Danes was on? I don't think so. It's my favorite piece of <laughs> television ever. Uh, she farts on The View. Uh-huh. Claire Danes is like talking about 9-11 <laughs> in <laughs> The Americans. And Whoopi just goes, Sorry. Uh, Which is so great because there's I that scene her. in Ghost where Patrick Swayze as a ghost is like hovering around her at some office mm-hmm. and she's like gas. It's just gas. Yeah, Remember it's that? Gas. It's just a little bit of gas. It's, bit of gas. <laughs> uh, it's when she's in the bank and he he sees Demi. He knocks the papers over. She's still talking and he like pokes her and she goes, oh, it's just some gas. It's, just some gas. it's, uh, <laughs> it's like It makes me laugh. I so wanted hard. her and Patrick Swayze to get together. That me moment. too, but Patrick Swayze was very loyal to his wife that he was with until he died. Yeah, that's right. R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. Uh, how old were you when you got your first boyfriend? <sighs> I mean, what define boyfriend? Like real? Um, well, what what is uh, not real? Is that like I mean, like uh, I mean. I remember when I was in summer camp in Virginia, I had a boyfriend. I mean, I thought I was a boyfriend named David and we kissed underwater at like the Y. Uh, But you know when you like had a boyfriend, but like you didn't talk to them? Yeah, you were like, I'm dating Timmy. And you're like, like, that person's my boyfriend. And you'd see them like once a day Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes (laughs) and maybe like kiss in the woods and then not ever see, you know, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if that counts. Um, then I, I guess by the time I was in school in Virginia, I definitely had like boyfriends. Uh, so 12, 13. Dang. So young. Yeah. Not good. (laughs) Time's up on that. (laughs) Um, and then I didn't really have boyfriends. Uh, but you know, I don't know what it even meant. Like you'd hook up with someone and then like, like you go to prom with that. Like you don't really Mm -hmm. have a choice in high school because you can't get away from them. So it's yeah. the kind of thing where you're kind of like, if this person likes me, I guess I have to like you back. And I don't know how to say no because I'm a teenager. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then no one else will ask you out if that person likes you because then mm-hmm. they don't want to get, you know what I mean? What a nightmare. Yeah. I never dated anyone. I've never like dated, dated anyone. But school was very, very much like this probably will never happen. Yeah. Uh, and then one of my friends was dating a boy who lived across the street from her. And it was always so weird when I would like take her bus to her house and they would hold hands till they got right in front of their homes and then part ways. And then like maybe talk on the phone later. Yeah, we would. That's what it was. You would talk on the phone for like three hours mm-hmm. with somebody. And then my mom would be like, get off. Like, you know, remember <laughs> when there were landlines? Uh-huh. I also think that most of my life in as a teenager in the 20s was like pining for people. Yes. I was in love with people mm-hmm. that didn't love me back or were too popular, but that I was kind of with someone that like I didn't really want to be with mm-hmm. in love with someone else. 
Yeah, I in I think it was sixth or seventh grade was in love with an eighth grader. His name was Mark D'Angelilio. Hey, Mark. And I, ugh, he was perfect and tall and blonde, and I he truly looked like a member of Hitler's youth. I was gonna say, and I <laughs> wanted it. Yeah. And then he truly was like, no, I think he had a girlfriend or something. But for Valentine's Day every year, you could send someone a carnation. And oh yeah. White men friendship, pink men interested, and red men love. And he sent me a pink one. And I kept that carnation for years. So what happened? Oh, he graduated. Pink men love? Yeah. Well, pink men interested. But nothing oh, ever int- happened. I have think you he looked was- him up? Is he on Instagram? I don't know if he's I, on Instagram. I, the other day, have you ever had hard kombucha? No, I've never had kombucha. It's like beer, basically. And mm-hmm. I don't really drink beer. And I'm trying not mm-hmm. to drink hard liquor. And wine makes me silly. Um, and, uh, more dyslexic than I already am. So I've gotten into hard kombucha and it makes me at 2am start looking up people from my past (laughs) on Instagram. And last night I started Googling people that I had crushes on in high school and found a lot of them. I don't even know how to spell his last name. A lot of people, by the way, I'm watching her now look scroll <laughs> with her phone that says, what does it say? Her pink, book. her phone just says fuck with wings on the side. Yeah. The brand is skinny dip. I contacted the company to be like, can you please make a new one of these cases? Cause mine is getting all crunched up and eaten up. And they said, no. And then, um, find him, see what he's up to. It was actually kind of interesting because I, I needed closure. I was, sh- I was surprised at how much closure I needed from mm-hmm. the guys I had crushes on in high school. <laughs> and I was looking them up and I was kind of like him and his wife and his kids and everyone, <laughs> everyone I had a crush on in high school now is a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch. <laughs> Good for you guys, I guess. Um, and I like looked them up and I'm like, they don't look that happy. <laughs> I like felt better. It's, I don't have a Facebook anymore, but when I did. Do the, I only do the fan page. I don't even know my password to get in anymore. You have to get someone else to do that. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta do a lot of things. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's, yeah, it's a, having a social media presence is a job Full-time in itself. Job. That's right. And it's very exhausting. You're very good at it. I try. I think. I try. But it's like there's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, engaging in the. I hired, yes. I had to hire a company to like do it. Ooh, to help. Yeah, it's fortunate. That's great. That's crazy. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. But um, I would just get so not depressed. But everybody I went to high school with, every single person seems to be married yeah. and with like two, maybe for three now. kids. For now. For now. But and then. But then it's not like a jealousy thing. Yeah. I just look at it. and I'm like, why do you want this? I mean, I, I'm all, I just think we have a different path. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I think it's easy for us to go like, you're married. I'll, most people never get the kind of attention. Like, you know, for people to get married, that's like one stand-up mm-hmm. show for us. A bunch yeah. of people looking at them being like, cool, you uh-huh. did it. Oh, we get that so every single night. Interesting to think about. Yeah. Like a lot of people have like, two or three moments in their lives that I get to experience like 50 times a year. Yeah, and we complain about it. <laughs> We're like, oh, some lady yelled at me. <laughs> like that's everyone's dream yeah. is to do what we do. Yeah. So I do find myself when I have to go to a wedding, I'm just like, oh, what is wrong with these people? And then I'm like, okay, what people want to get attention from a hundred people uh-huh. once in their lifetime. Yep. Is that so hard on us? Also, it's funny for a wedding to get attention 
You have to pay for the attention. That's correct. We you, get paid. We get paid totally. for attention. Totally. I think sometimes we forget. Ugh. Like So for us, I think it's just we're, I, I'm not saying we're spoiled. We have mm-hmm. our own set of sort of cards we're dealt of like the price that we pay for doing the job mm-hmm. that we do. And it can be really lonely. It can be really isolating. It can be a lot of tricky, tricky things mm-hmm. um, and emotionally destabilizing and stuff. But I do think it's hard for us to relate to someone who's not a comedian, who's like, just trying to get someone to clap mm-hmm. for them once. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just like, why would you want to put makeup on on the on your off day. Yeah. Why would you want to get, we get photos taken of us mm-hmm. too much, right? Far too much. Yeah. We're like, oh God, I have to go perform for another 5,000 people tonight mm-hmm. that love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, but then it's, uh, I have to remember, I'm like, it's a, these feelings are valid because it is my job. That's correct. That's so right. any job that you would, like nobody loves a job top to bottom, no oh. problems. So like sometimes I'm like, oh, Nicole, you can't be upset Right now, in the moment, just perform. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, I'm allowed to have feelings. You can be whatever you want. I'm allowed to want. not want to engage. I'm allowed to yes. want to engage. I'm allowed to make whatever choice I want That's to right. make. Um, oh, dang. I had a question but in my brain. But that does help me, though, when I look at people in their mm-hmm. weddings and I'm like, oh, yes. right. That's just like, yes. you know, I should be so lucky. Have you... You've never been on an app, have you? Like a dating app? Are you loco? <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> We are strangers. <laughs> I was I was on tin I was on Tinder like mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it was as a joke. I went on a date with a guy on Tinder mm-hmm. like full stop real date, but it was a little. I kind of got on it to write jokes. Uh, this was like before Bumble. I got on Raya. I mm-hmm. met someone on Raya, um, but that is a that one's that one's a jungle. Yeah, that one's bad. That one's nasty. I don't like that one at all. It's nasty. Uh-huh. Uh, John Cusack calling you out. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. John Cusack's oh. on there. Jeremy Piven's on there. You no. don't want to be on there. It's like every man we've been trying to avoid in this city for the past 15 years. You fucking tools. John Cusack's cover photo is the Damien Hurst diamond skull. Oh. Fuck out of here. Ben Affleck <laughs> is on there. That was in the oh. news. He met someone. I see a lot of my married friends on there. Oh. I got on it kind of because who told me, I don't want to blow up the spot of who told me, but I guess a couple people I knew mm-hmm. were on there. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of, it's it's a eugenics program mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. It's a bunch of people that would find other hot people anyway, uh-huh. all in one place. It's all models, female models and male photographers. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys have such a hard time finding each other before <laughs> this fucking app? <laughs> well, it just makes it easier to book a shoot in Venice. Like, what is this? And most of the guys on there sent me resumes. Not even joking. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's like, it's it's Instagram 2.0. It's like girls doing mm-hmm. yoga on rocks and bikinis and Capri. It's a lot of women that are just like, like, why is everyone on a boat? Does anyone have a job? It's very confusing. And then yeah. you get to pick music and it's like an old MySpace page. Yeah. My, uh, I have had, a, I have had so many friends not get on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, I can't say her name, but a girlfriend of mine got rejected from it. And she asked like, why? And they were like, you had too many photos of babies on your Instagram, like her niece. <laughs> She's like, That's I don't, wild. I know someone that knows someone that was on the board of approvals. And it is, uh-huh. a cra- it's, it's just, it's like getting into an Ivy League. There's no rhyme or reason I whatsoever. was waitlisted for two years. Yeah, I remember you talking about this. Which, 
was very annoying. But then I got on it and was like, oh, this is bad. I don't want to I don't want to be here. What any any good I went on one date with a with a man who sent me a script. Yeah, (laughs) but here's what I'll say. This is what I like about it. The women on there are super successful. Mm-hmm. And then the to get on it as a woman, you have to be hot and super successful and famous. And then as a guy, you just have to wear V-necks I feel and like have a man bun. That's just the state of the world. Yeah. It just sort of is like you have to be twice as interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> to be a woman to get on there. There's I know lots of really successful, famous women on there, and then mm-hmm. tons of like fuck boys. Like just disgusting and like Matthew men. Perry. Yeah. Matthew Perry. <laughs> it's lots of <laughs> It's lots of famous guys that could get women whenever they wanted. Yeah, and it's like, why do you have to be on? Well, I guess if I was a super famous guy, maybe meeting a woman would just be easier on an app. So you're just like, oh, okay, I can like vet you before I meet you. Yeah, I like that. I do like like the relationship I got in off there. I actually like texting with someone before I meet them. I know everyone mm-hmm. hates that. I'm the opposite because for me, well, how long do you text the person before? Well, you the, meet he them? was in New York. I love starting long distance mm. because I'm such an addict that if I meet someone and the neurochemicals take over, I end up being in a bad relationship for two years just because mm-hmm. of like lust and shit. Like I really. I'm at a point where I'm so tired that I would really like to get to know somebody mm-hmm. and like vet some red flags sure. before jumping in to giving someone a bunch of my time and energy. So mm-hmm. I'm big on texting for a while. I know everyone hates that. I think it creates a false sense of intimacy. It does. I know for me, because yeah. I create a full-blown narrative yeah. where yeah. I'm like, oh my God, he answers quickly and promptly and like he uses emojis. He's in love with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, well, you haven't even met. You don't know how you're going to even mesh together. But then also starting long distance, I feel like is uh, good specifically because like being on the road so much, Mm -hmm. you kind of are in a long distance relationship. That's right. Even though you might live with the person. Yeah. Because if you're gone, like lately this year, I've been gone like four, three to four days out of the week. Yeah. That's a a lot of this. So much time. Correct. You're right. And then when I'm here, I'm working. So then I, you only truly have a window to see me for like, three hours to two to three times a week. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I, and I agree with you. It's, I think for me, like responding too fast and emo- that to me is always a red flag. That's mm-hmm. always like, if you're doing this with me, you're doing this with nine other girls. Mm-hmm. Like this is not real. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always a guy that we can engage and then be like, let's hop on the phone. Let's FaceTime for an hour. Let's talk for an hour. You know? So it's like a nice way to kind of see if I'm dealing with someone who's an adult or someone who's just like texting with nine girls. Mm-hmm. I know this is, probably judgy, but emojis are a red flag for me. Really? I know this is judgy, <laughs> but it just say what you're going to say and pick up the phone. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. text. Con- it's like, let's have a phone conversation. And I, I think that's good. I think phone conversations are good because you can hear the tone. Yes, that's right. I think tones are very tone important. Tone isn't always construed in text. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like an emoji. It feels like you're being playful with me. I know. I like, I get, I, I just, I have to be really cut and dry about shit. Cause I know what beguiles me into thinking I'm closer to someone than mm-hmm. I am. And I really want to be in a relationship with an adult and not Fair. that emojis aren't adult, mm-hmm. you know, but if it's just like kissy face, I'm like, that's, con- it's just confusing communication uh-huh. to me. Cause I get easily confused. So if it's like, how are you, kissy face? I'm like, wait. Or the eyes with the hearts. Mm-hmm. I wasted like eight months in a relationship. Or it wasn't, I'm sorry. 
it wasn't a relationship. I thought it was because uh-huh. the guy kept sending me the heart, the, <laughs> eye, the emoji with the heart eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that means I have like love for you. Ah, okay. But the behavior and the emojis were incongruous. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of the big red flags in love addiction recovery is that someone's words and behavior have to match. And if they don't, you have to leave. So um, I just, I get too confused by emojis. I was, uh, we only hooked up once, but we had been talking for like two weeks before we hooked up. He kept sending me the purple devil emoji. And I was like, what does this mean? That's so funny. I feel like we've dated some of the same people. (laughs) I know. I got that too. And then the cat with the eye, hard eyes. And I'm like, why a cat? Yeah. I I find, because emojis are Rorschach tests, right? We Mm -hmm. all have different. Ah, yeah. The lady in the red dancing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there's always, you know, something different. So I just, and then the heart, everyone puts kind of the heart. And to press one button takes a second. It's very easy to yes. phone that in and to get more credit you de- than you deserve. Yes, as opposed to, I thought of fully formed sentences to tell you how I feel. Yes. As opposed to like, ding. But to me, I think what happens is like a, a one heart emoji equals like a 25 minute phone call in my head. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I get this sort of like, I just get very confused. So I will just be like, hey, want to hop on the phone? And if we don't communicate over phone mm-hmm. or FaceTime at some point, then it's just like, all right, this is. I feel like it's very old school talking on the phone. There's truly only like three people in my life who I speak to on the phone. I'm very, I'm very old school like that because I'm terrified to put things in writing, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, it's just that it it becomes, I mean, literally phoning it in. Like texting is very easy and mm-hmm. I can hide. I want to hide. Mm. And if I can make time to talk to someone on the phone, that means I like them. Because mm. I think sometimes we don't stop to think, do I even like this person? Oh. Or do I like the idea of this person? I'm of the school where I think I'm more into the idea of someone mm-hmm. than actually liking the person. That's right. Me too. Because the older I get, the more I'm like, there's actually very few people in this world who I genuinely like. Most people are duds. Yes. Very bad. I went to dinner with a friend and his friend and his friend was such a dud. I was like, I find you interesting. Yeah. How are you friends with this thing? Who truly never said one interesting thing. And then would <laughs> he would say things that he thought were jokes. And then he would laugh at his own joke. And I was like, ah, thank you for this cool, very cool indication that that was a joke. And I should you know, chuckle as well. But it was almost exhausting having to be with him for like an hour and a half. And I also think, and sorry to keep coming back to this. I think that like we are comics. We're around mm-hmm. people that are very emotionally intelligent and know how to read a room and refuse to bomb. Yes. And like... <laughs> We're around people that are just like scientifically the least dud <laughs> people because yeah. they get paid to talk and they mm-hmm. know if something's lagging. Like I will never bomb a conversation. Like I will never, <laughs> no one will ever walk away. They'll go, that was a lot. Yes. Or wow, she's always on. Mm-hmm. Or they'll have some feedback maybe that's not great, but it's never going to be, well, she was boring. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'll never get that. Say, I can't remember who I was talking to. But I was like, people have very strong feelings about me. No one's middle of the road about me. Really? They either very much like me or they very much hate me. How do you and, know? How would you, what, where do you get the second part? Oh, people like to send me convert or like, uh, what, what, Reddit's a message board. They'll send me oh, yeah. Reddit threads of people being shitty to me. Yeah. People love to send me people being shitty about me. Who, who are the, like friends or like? No, uh, no, no. Oh, like people in, on the uh, internet. Yeah, yeah. Like on Twitter, they'll tweet like a link to me. 
or people love to at me in a tweet to tell me that they don't like me. Um, and I don't mind it. I, it doesn't bother me very much. I usually it's just say in our day, if you didn't like someone, you just didn't you fuck were just with them. Quiet. You just were like, didn't just watch didn't, them. You didn't write yeah. about them. You were just like, uh, you just didn't. Mm -hmm. Like when I was a kid, I didn't like Melrose Place as a kid. I like nine hundred two and zero, but I didn't watch. I didn't like talk about it. You I didn't just turned send off a the letter TV. to each cast member to not. let them know that you hated them. I did not. Well, try to hurt them. Whitney, I don't know what's wrong with you. I wasn't mad at them. I didn't try to <laughs> upset them or ruin their day. I just turned, I pressed one mm -hmm. button and I moved on to something else I liked. Yeah, and whenever people tweet about hating a show or something, I'm like, don't you know how many people were involved in trying to make it? And not not one of those people was like, let's try to create something that people hate. Yeah, no, no one shows up like, trying to. But also it's just wild to me when somebody hates something that a lot of people like. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, well- Fine. I think a lot of times people are just trying to be a contrarian. Yeah, and I think people get the self-righteous indignation and hating something or disliking something, it does fire off dopamine, mm -hmm. unfortunately, and adrenaline. I mean, I've started watching the Star Wars movies because I'm doing a podcast with my friend Lauren Lapkus about watching I them. I love Lauren. Isn't she the best? Yes. I truly adore her. And Effervescent breath of fresh air. <laughs> right? Uh, she's. Uh, I love her. But watching them has been a real treat because... I didn't think I was going to like them, and I don't. And I, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, not everything is for everybody. Yeah, but I, we are critiquing them and talking about them. And I really like the new ones more than the old ones, which is no one's opinion. I don't like so many things that have statistically been proven to be incredible. Mm -hmm. Like I, this is I'm going to get so much shit for this. I can't believe I'm. I don't like New York. <laughs> 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 and I. Like, I don't get it. It's so wildly expensive uh -huh. to me. There's urine everywhere. everywhere. Every time I'm there, I get hurt. <laughs> Every time you sit down, it's a hundred dollars cat. Like, uh -huh. it's so, I rented a place there for a year. I was dying to live there. I was like, I got to figure the city out. If I just figure out the Metro, mm -hmm. if I just figure out, if I just get a place here. I like going there when it's like for press and I'm in yeah. a hotel. Like, I and love you get a car service yeah. and it's easy. Yes, but I just was like, I'm not strong enough for the city. I <laughs> everything is so hard. Uh -huh. You like can't wear the shoes you want to wear. You can't wear <laughs> lip gloss, and then the hair, your hair stuck in your. It's just like everything is so hard in that city for me. How personally. old were you when you lived in New York for a year? Uh, two years ago. Oh yeah, you're I, too old. I well, that's the thing. I was too old, and I went a lot when I was younger and was like crashing on people's sofas mm -hmm. and stuff. But then I was like, I know this is the greatest city in the world. The smartest people I know love it. Mm -hmm. I must be wrong. I just haven't done it right. I finally have money. Why mm -hmm. don't I go live in New York? Finally. And I just was like, why? Every, I mean, when I, I was spending, spending more money on an apartment there than my mortgage here. Every time <laughs> I turned on the bath, effluvium from the toilet would come <laughs> out and it would smell like sewage. <laughs> and so I called a plumber and they came up and I was like, Hey, so when I turn the bath on the most relaxing thing I can mm -hmm. think of a bath, the best time of my day, it smells like everyone's buttholes mm -hmm. from New York, <laughs> all the buttholes. And he goes, he literally came up and he's like, well, I, it's New York. Like the idea of fixing the toilet wasn't even on the table. He looked at me like, uh -huh. well, it's New York. You just, mm -hmm. you smell buttholes all yeah. the time. What do you think this is? Mm -hmm. And then there was an elevator in the apartment, like in each apartment and people would get out on my floor while I was in bed all the time. 
It was crazy. People like drunk people would just walk into my apartment while I was sleeping. And then at 4 a.m., like I would hear women screaming and I'd just be like, do I go help these women? Uh Are they in trouble? And people would get to New York. And I just was always in a state of fear (laughs) and panic for other people's safety. Yeah, uh, I lived there from like 17, maybe 18 to 25, 26. And when you're like 18, you're just like, yeah, I can it's live the best like place in the world. A yeah. wild animal and never sleep. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. apartment shakes because I'm next to the train. Yeah, and it's a six floor walk up, and we'll never lock our doors because who's coming up here? Yeah. Uh, and then like the older you get, the more you're like, oh, okay, I don't have to live like a, a rabbit possum. I could <laughs> have my own room, and we can live yeah. maybe further uptown. I don't have to put my sweaters in an oven. Yeah. <laughs> the older you get, the better you tend to live in New York. But you kind of have to eat shit first. It's kind of like doing you have comedy. To be very rich. Got to eat shit first, yeah. and then and then also I lived with a bunch of roommates, so I never paid more than five hundred dollars in rent. What? But I had a ton of roommates. I just I think in order to and I think that once you get I mean L A is by no means reasonable in terms mm-hmm. of real estate, but once you get a yard and you get yes. land, you're like, how do I go back to this yeah, shoebox life? It's like never once you fly first, that is hard to go back. Uh-huh. So I. I just, I'm too weak. I'm not strong enough. I just, I, New York makes me feel like I'm, have failed. It's, it, it's, it is a really tough city. And it makes me feel like I am a masochist. It makes me feel bad and like a speck of dust that nobody cares about. It doesn't, uh-huh. it makes me feel like I'm not special because I'm not, you know, but at least in, when you have a yard, you have this illusion Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can make that life is good. Yeah, that life is easy. I just I love going to New York when I need to like finish something, mm-hmm. like like take a couple Adderall, go to a hotel and like finish a book or like mm-hmm. a script or something. It makes you feel super adrenalized and alive. But um, I was like, I think this is I'm hurting myself here. Yeah, I I'll always love New York. It has a very special place in my heart, and it does feel like home. Uh, every time I go back, I go. Mm, if I ever quit. I would just move back to New York. Yeah. I'd live in a cute little apartment and just be one with all the people. Yeah. I would, I I mean, if I had a hundred million dollars, I would live there. It also is so much nicer if you have so much money. Yeah. Like I, I, I think that because I grew up without money, it makes me nuts when things are too much money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And New York, like it just feels like literally just like a bad deal. I paid $6 for water at LaGuardia yesterday or two days ago. Uh, wrong. It was Morally wrong. I really refuse. Really upsetting. I refuse. And that's why I like the Portland airport because they don't up uh, charge you on anything. It's the same price outside uh-huh. that it is inside the airport. I was yeah. like, why aren't all airports like this? Yeah. Anyway, Whitney, we've come to the end. And I ask all of my guests this. Would you date me? <laughs> yes, I would date you. Oh, yeah. Has anyone ever said no? Of course. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. No. Um, there's been a lot of people, but a lot of it was like, you have too much energy. I don't think I could keep up with you, which is to me a compliment. But you're performing. I mean, you're 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 not like this all the time. Nah, you are? <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh <laughs> I terrorize my roommate. I'm always screaming. I'm sure my neighbors are like, I don't know what this woman does. It's quiet for three days and then just so loud the rest of the week. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I funny. We should interview your neighbor. (laughs) What do you think's happening next door? Yeah, it'd be like, I don't know. 
know. <laughs> also, the kids of the neighborhood. I I feel like James Earl Jones sometimes because they'll like fly a drone into my backyard and I'll be like, "What do you want?" <laughs> and most of the time, I'm not wearing a wig and I'm like bald headed and <laughs> screaming at children. Um. Okay, I'm gonna ask you one more question. I know okay. we're gonna end this because I I feel like we I'm we're gonna be friends at some yes. point, but we only hang out on podcasts, <laughs> so we've had no time to actually mm-hmm. get to know each other IRL. <laughs> Is your roommate, what's his name? John Milheiser. John Milheiser, right. Got it, got it, got it. He'll be so excited to hear his He's name. He's the one that twice. says you have to say his name, right? Uh-huh. John, John Milheiser. John Milheiser. John Milheiser. Who I live with, John Milheiser. John Milheiser. <laughs> John boy. John John. Is this good enough uh, for you? He's going to be thrilled. John. He so doesn't thrilled. listen. Let's be honest. No, he does. You think so? <laughs> Every now and again, I'll like walk in the kitchen. He'll be like, why did you say this? I'm like, say what? So living with you is not enough, you? <laughs> when you're on the Which road, he just insane. listens to you? Well, we are rather close in a very strange way. Yeah. Uh, he's like my family. He's like my husband that I just don't fuck. Was this a New York uh, friend? We did sketch comedy together in New York at the UCB Theater. And then he moved out to LA. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to move too. And then I slept on another girl's couch. And then... He had an apartment, so then him, my friend Allison Rich, and I, the three of us lived in a two-bedroom where she slept on the couch, and it was, it was uh, for the time, great. It was what it was. Yeah, but I, I could never do that again. The good news is you're ready for the apocalypse. If I you need am, to live with six people, I'm you ready. can do it. <laughs> I could do it. If the purge happened, I yeah. could keep us all safe. <laughs> Whitney, do you have anything you want to promote? I mean, besides my shame... <laughs> uh, I have a podcast too and Nicole's on yes! it yes Nicole's gonna be on tell it tell them the name it's of it it's called Good For You also tell them the name of your Netflix special it's called Can I Touch It yes we did it and I'm touring next year but I haven't pulled it together yet do you have a website I do what is it NicoleBuyer.com <laughs> reroutes then, to mine now <laughs> honestly if you went to NicoleBuyer.com you would arrive at an artist from Chicago shut up shut up <laughs> Tried to get me to pay $10,000 for the domain. That's illegal. You can't do that anymore. Well, is her name Nicole Byer? What? That's illegal. Well, her name technically is, but then via our uh, email conversations, uh, a person who's friends with her accidentally emailed, forwarded me her airline ticket for somewhere they were going together. And Nicole is not her government name. That's illegal. She can't do that. Well, who do I, who do I talk to? I, a lawyer. They can't, oh. You can't do that anymore. Well, you can't squat on people's domains. Maybe I'll get NicoleBuyer.com. Right now, my domain is NicoleBuyerWasTaken.com, which makes it sound like I was either kidnapped, but it was just the domain was gone. Yeah, no, you can't do that anymore. So remember in the beginning when all the domains happened, that guy bought Coca-Cola.com, VidalSassoon.com, and he made all this money selling the domains to those big brands. Mm. And so they passed all these laws that you can't. So that happened to me. Someone tried to... had. Bought WhitneyCummings.com.net.edu, mm-hmm. all that shit. And then, uh, yeah, you, she can't do that. Oh, it's also boy. such a weird amount of money that she asked for. Well, first it was $20,000. And <gasps> then I said, you U.S. dollars? And she said, yes. No, and then it went of, down to 10000 not okay. And I was like, I can't. It's illegal. That's so, that's so much money. You have a lawyer? I have an entertainment lawyer. Yeah, get them on this. This is what they you pay them for Oh, to do this. You send, yeah, you send a cease and desist. It's illegal. Okay. You can't exploit comedians. You can't take people's 
names, you fucking monsters. Well, Fuck just you. So confusing that she thought I had $10,000 laying around to this just makes me give so mad. This makes me, that's the cheapest form of stealing. That is mm-hmm. fucking stealing. We're comedians. We're give, we give up our lives <laughs> to make people laugh. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Nicole Byer. She not nice. That's not even her name. No, it's not. I can't, I, that, that I am living, I will handle this. I, give me, CC me on this email. I will go ape shit. Right. I just, I, we're, we're doing, like our lives are a nightmare. <laughs> Why are you adding? Yeah. I also don't mind that my domain is NicoleByerWasTaken.com. I do like that. It's I funny. It's silly. I think it's silly. I think it's funny, but you should have both. It's a business. Yeah. Well, just don't like, be a dot net, <laughs> whatever you do. It was a dot net, and then I changed it to NicoleByerWasTaken.com. Yeah, com, dot net is Because it was NicoleByer.net, and I was like, ew. No, it just yuck. doesn't sound good. I'd rather you be it like a dot cheap or weird. Gov. Um, but if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can subscribe. You can rate it five stars. You can leave me a review. Also, if you send me something nasty to hit on me, I'll read it. <laughs> so this one says, I want you to ride my face while I lick that sweet, succulent, Punani, slurp the creamy juices out of your pussy lips and suck on your pulsing clit before breaking down the walls of your vagina with my big old dick that we'd have to buy together because that's how you really lesbian. Nom, 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 on the pussy, baby. <laughs> I hope you gushed or giggled or both. So I did giggle. And then this person said, I just want to express my interest in your pussy in particular my want and need to knit a tiny cardigan sweater out of your pussy's pubic hair. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it will look absolutely stunning. I would like to delicately place it above your clit and admire my workmanship while also admiring the wonders that is of your beautiful snatch. I hope I wouldn't suffer from ball hair after going down on you. Oh, hair balls. But I guess that's the price you have to pay. It's sort of worth. So this person wants to make... Just a tiny pussy hair cardigan and place it above my clit. How strange. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.